Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three-putted, well, why'd you three-putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you hit a terrible iron, or three-putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes. I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right? Yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at Bevmo. Uh, I got a Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. Now, I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs> Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program on this Thursday. It all starts today at the BMW Championship. It all ended yesterday at the Charles Schwab Series at Ozarks National, and it was a breakthrough victory for Phil Mickelson in his first tour with the PGA Tour Champions Tour. Remember, he opened with a 61 to start the week's festivities, and he did just what he had to do in order to lead wire to wire. When it was all said and done, Phil Mickelson ended up winning by four strokes over his nearest competitor, that being Tim Petrovic. And afterwards, this is courtesy of Golf Channel and the PGA Tour Champions. Here's what Phil had to say about this breakthrough victory. I think so. I, I uh, wasn't as sharp the back nine, and uh, I got off to a good start, though, fortunately, to build an, uh, enough cushion. But Tim played really well the back nine and made it close, and my lag putting wasn't great. I kept leaving four or five footers, and fortunately, I made a couple on 16 and 17 to, to have a three-shot lead. All right, this win right here, what does this do for you for the rest of the year, especially leading to the U.S. Open? So it's just, it's really a fun week. I really enjoyed playing here. I enjoyed the way, seeing all the guys again, and I enjoyed the way they were so accommodating and, and fun. I had, I really had a great time, and it's fun for me to compete. Like, I've got right. to shoot scores and, and compete, and it's, um, the competition here is really strong, and it was fun for me to get off to a good start, play well. I'll uh, take a week and a half off before I go play, hopefully a nap if we can get the fires to subside. I'm hoping that we're still, we don't cancel the tournament and that, that people are safe there. And then I'll try to get ready for the U.S. Open there. What do you take away from this week about your game? So uh, there's, there was a lot of good, and there were some things I, I identified that i got to work on. And it was uh, really a good course for me because the fairways were pretty generous. I didn't have to hit drivers a lot of time. and. There were some holes where I was able to use my length to uh, to reach, and, and like uh, number five today, make eagle. And so uh, it was a good course for me. Phil Mickelson, after his win on the PGA Tour Champions, you know, when he was just saying there about how it was great to be back out there and seeing all these people they played golf with in the past and all the rest, you do have to wonder if the experience, and obviously pleasant experience that it was, will kind of, Wet his appetite a little bit more for playing more on the PGA Tour champions. Not that I'm wishing him off the PGA Tour itself, but maybe he can find a balance where he plays both or maybe he plays at least the majors there. Now, the other side of this is 
perhaps this is a little bit more of a nod towards 2021 and, and when we get to hopefully more normalcy with schedules and all the rest. But we'll see how it plays itself out nonetheless. So what was that, Dom? I would just, I'm just saying not to, not to knock on Phil, Matt, but I think, I think you would agree and everyone would agree that his odds of winning each week on the Champions Tour are far greater than on the PGA Tour. So if in the eyes of history, because we all know that he likes golf history, you know, if he just decided to play most of his events on the Champions Tour, I would think, especially in the next five to ten years, Matt, he could rack up some serious wins and challenge Hell Irwin's record and get up there with Bernard Langer. And, I mean, don't you think that would be a, kind of a cool feather in your cap to be the all-time Champions Tour win leader? If he, if he continues to play on the PGA Tour and try and win and try and compete, he, you know, and he doesn't switch over to that tour until, say, his late 50s. I, I think that that's not attainable. But if he does it now, anything could happen. Well, the thing that I think is interesting about that concept is he has so many wins on the regular tour that if he, if he got to Hale Irwin-like numbers on the PGA Tour champions, then he could start to be in a conversation of going, you know, the greatest winner in professional golf. Someone will do that. That's what I'm because saying. Of the combined... Because he's not, if he stays on the PGA Tour, I mean, I think he's shown us that he can certainly compete. He's, he still has the length, and if he can get all the pieces together on a given week, he can certainly win. But as he just showed yesterday, he has a, a sizable advantage. And you're going to hear Tiger Woods in his press conference. He spoke yesterday. We're going to play, play that for you today on the program. He spoke specifically to Phil in his presser and talked about how he thinks he could, quote, win every week on the, on the PGA Tour champions. So if, if Phil wants to go and do that, you have to think that his odds are going to be far greater. And who doesn't like winning? Yeah. I, I agree with that. And, and one who will be looking for the same is Tiger Woods, who you're going to hear from in just a moment here. BenHoganGolf.com, log, log on. Talk about someone who loved winning. Uh, ben Hogan is fourth all-time in a list of major championships, won alongside a Gary player, believe it or not, on that list. I always loved when, I, when you talk about that. You say, okay, if they're fourth, who are the first three? And everybody nails, you know, Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. But the the next, they tend to struggle with sometimes, and that's uh, Walter Hagen, believe it or not, who played uh, most of his career, about 90% of it, before the Augusta National Invitational even started later to become the Masters. So pretty fascinating there as well. But you can check out BenHoganGolf.com when you have an opportunity and you can see the beautiful product that they make. It's artwork. It's all micro-manufactured, one set. At a time, it has all of the latest technology in it, and you'll save a 40%, 50% markup that you would seek by comparable tournament. It's just equipment. It's, it's a win-win all around, and it's built directly for you. The relationship is one-to-one, BenHoganGolf.com. So before we hear from Tiger, I definitely want to get into uh, maybe the featured group coverage. I also have all the tee times coming up this morning. I mean, it doesn't even start Eastern time until 11.30 a.m., this morning, a PGA Tour Live goes on the air just after 10 this morning. So, Dom, fill us in with who the featured groups are. Oh, happy to, Matt. Obviously, we're in the playoffs now, so the featured groups are truly featured groups. I mean, you're the cream of the crop now at the end of the season here. Your first featured group is Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, and Daniel Berger. You'll hear from Justin Thomas later in the program. He also spoke That's yesterday. That's one, two, and three right there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Tiger Woods, Carlos Ortiz, and Bubba Watson. Xander Shoffley, Roy McIlroy, and Brendan Todd. Colin Morikawa, Harris English, and Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. 
There you go. Very cool. All right, there you do go. Now, the first off uh, today will be, let's see, at 11.30 a.m., Richie Rensky, Brennan Steele, Brian Harmon, uh, off the 10th hole at the same time, Alex Noren, Harry Higgs, and Adam Hadwin, just to let you know that what's happening and when. Uh, we, we were talking about Tiger, about you know how will the weather be, how will it impact his, his back. What's the weather looking like in Chicago, Dom? So we got interesting weather this week in Chicago, Matt, because the front end of the week is very hot, and then the back end is not that hot, and there's quite a disparity. As an example, today, the high is going to reach in the mid-90s. Sunday, the high is going to be mid-70s. Quite a disparity there, just a few days apart. So this, I'll read quickly here, is the, the ex- quote-unquote extended forecast directly from the PGA Tours meteorologists. Uh, a few thunderstorms are possible on Thursday today, ahead of a cold front dropping in from the north. Confidence in the forecast for Friday remains lower. I love how they speak. <laughs> with, the ba- with the boundary of the north area likely slowing and stalling due to the remnants of Hurricane Laura passing across southern Illinois. At this time, it appears a couple waves of showers and thunderstorms are possible on Friday. With more precise details expected over the next few forecast updates, the boundary looks to clear the area early Saturday bringing cooler and drier conditions for the weekend. So temperatures today, like I said, will get into the 90s. A little bit of thunderstorms, but not much. Tomorrow is when we have to worry about the rain. Temperatures will also be high in the upper 80s. And then on the weekend, temperatures are going to be in the mid-70s. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, great. That that sounds absolutely fantastic. Did you see the news item, too, that in the week that would have been the Ryder Cup, that, that uh, JT and Tiger will be up against, uh, in a charity event, uh, Rory and Justin Rose? I did see that. Let me tell you something, uh, Matt. I have yet to go to the Big Cedar Lodge area. And after watching Phil yesterday, because they, they do a great job showcasing that property, and they're going to be playing at Payne's Valley this charity event that you referenced with Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy and Justin Rose, that's going to be for charity. And that is going to be, as you mentioned, it's Tuesday, September 22nd. It will be televised on Golf Channel. But that's also, you know, Tiger's new course, Payne's Valley at the Big Cedar Lodge. I want to go there. We should do something there, Matt. I think I'm calling for a live remote from that event. No, I'm all right. I've never been it. there either. Yeah, there's a lot of people weighing in on places that we should be going. A lot of people saying after the U.S. Amateur that Bandon has to be on the list too, and I've never been there either. So, yes, I'm all for it. So, any of that, Tiger, when he takes to the golf course today, what will he be greeted with from, from the, the perspective of his body? What will it mean for this week? Uh, what will it mean for the Tour Championship? Tiger Woods addressed all of that and more. Here he is talking to the media. Yeah, I do. I have to play well. I have to earn my way to uh, Eastlake. Uh, haven't haven't done so uh, yet, and need a need a big week this week to in order to advance. Um, if I don't, then I go home. So uh, it's a big week for me. I'm looking forward to getting out there and and playing, competing. This golf course is set up uh, more like a, a U.S. Open than uh, is a regular tour event. But th- this is the playoffs. So it's supposed to be hard. Uh, last week, I think it might have been a little outlier because of the weather. <clears throat> uh, greens were soft and receptive, and uh, the majority of the field went low, and then DJ went absurdly low. So it uh, that won't be the case this week. Uh, pars be at a premium, uh, putting the ball in the fairway and trying to keep the ball in, in the correct spots. The greens are are quick, hard, and, uh, and firm for, for now. You know, the weather's supposed to be really hot the next few days, and 
uh, maybe breaking Friday night. So, but until then, it's going to be a very, very difficult golf course. Great, thank you. With that, we'll open up to questions. As a reminder, please type your name in the chat if you do have a question and remain on mute when you're not asking. First question will go to Doug Ferguson. Doug, if you'll turn your video. All right, just a Tiger, how much, yeah. just with nine holes yesterday, um, <clears throat> 17 years since you've been here, how much of the course did you remember? And kind of as an addendum to that, um, what kind of course do you look forward to playing? Well, I probably only remember maybe a couple shots from that open. Uh, I, you know, I went on, went on YouTube and took a look at the golf course and the, and the tournament set up, but it, it looks completely different. There were a lot more trees. Uh, the tees weren't pushed back, you know, 50 yards, uh, 60 yards on some of the holes. Uh, it was a very different type of, type of layout. Guys were hitting a lot of irons off the tees and putting the ball in play. Um, it's going to be a little bit that week, a little bit that way this week, but we're further back. Uh, there are a few holes. I noticed that uh, in some of the conversations I've had with some of the guys that if you can carry the ball about 315, 320, and this golf course gets really, really opened up. Um, uh, but that depends for me. I can't quite carry it that far. So it'll be uh, about putting the ball in play and and playing from there. The second part of that is what, what just what type of course do you do you really look forward to playing? I'm not talking necessarily this week, just in general. Do you do in you general? I I've always yeah. loved tree line fairways that are very simple, straightforward, uh, classic golf courses that uh, you know there it's not you know bulldozed and, and created. I think it's just more of uh, just windows that are, that we're playing through. Uh, I've always liked like those, and I always love links golf. So. Um, those are kind of my, my two favorite type of setups. Thanks. Next question will go to Steve DeMeglio. Steve? <clears throat> Tiger, knowing that you likely have to finish top four to advance, does that change in any way your strategy going to the first tee on Thursday? I, I have to get the ball in play here and, and put the ball in the right spots. The, the, as I said to, to Doug, that this golf course is set up more towards an open than it is anything else. And with the weather, it's supposed to be as hot as it is, uh, you know, today and tomorrow and probably Friday. Uh, this this rough is only going to get more difficult. The greens are going to be quick and hard, and so we're all going to be playing around this around around the same time. Uh, but it's not a golf course in which I, I feel like you, you can overpower it with with driver everywhere, um, like we could last week. Uh, this is a totally different setup, and as I said, there are a few holes in which if you can carry the ball 320. It's a it's a big advantage. And the other thing is, Jason Day talked to the Aussie press yesterday mm -hmm. about talking to you about how not only to deal with back issues, but how to deal with back issues involving your swing. Can you talk about that relationship that you've been having with Jason lately? Well, Jason and I have had, uh, I've had a great relationship for a very long time uh, since he's been on tour. And yeah, I, we've, we've, we've talked about a number of things, and obviously one of the, one of the topics we do tend to talk about, because we both have bad backs now, and Mine's a little more progressed than his. He's trying to deal with it, trying to manage it, and evolution of the swing. You know that we can't do what we used to do, and how do you evolve that and still be effective? Um, but also recovery from day to day. Recovery techniques have changed over the years, and um, lifting protocols have changed. Uh, so that's that's <clears throat> that's a big to do with it. But yeah, this the swing does evolve. It does change. You can only swing the club in which the body allows you to do it, and. Um, you know, I've I know that firsthand from all the my my nine previous <laughs> procedures that I've had done to my body. So uh, 
you know, it's just one of those things that uh, as we age, we wear things out. Thank you. Next question will go to Ben Everill, PGATour.com. Ben. Thank you. Tiger, um, he just stole some of my thunder on the, the Jason Day stuff and asking you about it. But I'll just say, can you envisage a time, or do you remember a time where you wouldn't have essentially given as much advice in that scenario? You've obviously um, gotten older yourself and, and gotten along and now are much more helpful, and he's very appreciative of what you've done for him so far. So. You know, Ben, that's a great question because when I first came on tour, I was so young. Um, I was the only one that, I, you know, that turned pro at 20. There was really no one out here for a number of years. I think that most of my, I think pretty much until I was maybe 31 or 30, that I was the youngest one on a, on a Ryder Cup team or President's Cup team uh, for a number of the years until I think Charles Howell uh, got on the team. So all those years, I was always the youngest. And so I was always asking questions and all the guys that uh, now are on the Champions Tour, the guys that I had played with and, and and I grew up with out, out here on tour. So I was always the one asking the questions. And, you know, as you, time goes on, there was a little interim, but then I got hurt. And I was out for out of the game for a number of years. And now I'm, I'm on the backside where, you know, I've, I'm on the, uh, the receiving end of a, of a lot of questions because I've been out here long enough. So that's just kind of the evolution of when you're out here for, for me, I think a little over 20, 20 plus years now. Uh, this is a, a, a neat sport in which we can cross so many different generations. And uh, I was able to, when I first came out on tour, be able to pick Seve's brain and Ollie's brain and Raymond's brain um, on shots and, and things of that nature. And I, Jack, Arnold, Gary, and I, I was always the one asking the questions. And now uh, I've been out here and seen different generations go, you know, move on. And as I said, now I'm on the, the receiving end. Do we expect too much now out of youngsters, given how much success the young guys are having? What do you mean? Well, I guess the wider public now sort of expects if you haven't won on tour by 25, mm -hmm. which was unheard of until you came along, um, then they're not there yet. You know, they might not have done enough. But, of, of course, people can come along between 25 and 30, even 30 before they make their mark. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, the, I think that because of technology that and because of either YouTube or um, all the different uh, technical devices that we can use to enhance our practices and our game, that uh, kids are, are better players at an earlier age. Uh, granted, they don't know the golf courses as well, um, but now with technology and on the greens, with all of our charts and yardage books and uh, greens books, uh, basically you can come out here blind and <clears throat> not have to uh, Learn your learn the ropes and and come out here and win earlier, and so I think that just the average age of, of a winner is going to get younger and younger than it has when I when I first came out and certainly has evolved into that. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Hey, next question, Michael Bamberger, golf.com. Michael. Thank you, man. Amanda Tiger, you've been uh, coaching yourself for about three years now, and mm -hmm. in that same period, it looks like Charlie's gotten really into golf. And I wonder, as you play with, with Charlie, are there things that you can apply teaching golf to Charlie that you can apply to your own game? Yeah, there's a lot of different things that we, that we do, and we just have fun. You know, the, the, the whole idea of, of us going out there and playing, and for him to just enjoy, you know, enjoy the game of golf. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I, I was lucky enough to have had with my dad, is that we went out there and, and we played and we practiced, and we just had just an incredible time together. And uh, I just wanted to Charlie just enjoy it. 
Is he is he interlocking like you do? Yes, he does. Thank you. All right, next question we'll go to Ewan Murray, the Guardian. Ewan. Thanks, Amanda. Uh, hello, Tiger. Mm. Uh, you've, you've spoken a lot recently about the new normal and adjusting to the, the new normal in the golf course. Um, I want to ask you specifically about the Masters. Mm -hmm. Do you think we've made the right decision continuing with the tournament, obviously in these strange times? <clears throat> and specifically there, how, how would the lack of galleries affect you? Because, I mean, you and the crowds there have been, you know, pretty strongly linked for the last 20 plus years. Yeah, as far as them making the decision to play and have the event um, with no fans, that, that's what we're doing right now with the tour, with our restart. And so that's just a continuation um, of what we had, and we've been very fortunate enough to have, have had no you know, real big incidences and outbreaks out here on tour. And we've had uh, guys have gone into isolation and have, have quarantined themselves and got back out here effectively. So there's no reason why we can't have the Masters now. It's, it's going to be very different without you know, 40,000 people there. Uh, that's one of the things that we've noticed out here on tour already is that um, the experience of having to deal with the movement and the crowds and <clears throat> the noise, uh, that's going to be, and the roars that are going to go up uh, from week in, week out, that, that's changed. And uh, it's a, the guys that I think are, are you know, what we've talked about, the guys, the guys that are, are making more birdies because of it. They don't have to deal with the amount of distractions. And uh, Augusta will be very, very different. <clears throat> when I first went there and had a chance to play in the 95 and see it with no, no fans, it was eye-opening eye how much room there is. When you put 40,000 people on such a small piece of property, it gets, uh, I know there's no rough, but it gets confined. Um, but this will be very different. And this will be, uh, this will be a fun Masters, and, and I'm looking forward to defending. Will it, will it affect your defence at all, the, the, the lack of the galleries, the lack of that vibe and atmosphere that you're so used to? Or should it not make any difference to, to what you do inside the room? Yeah, no, it's, it's going to make a big difference for, to all of us. It has here, out here, week in and week out. You still don't have the same <clears throat> type of energy and, and, as I said, the distractions too as well. And there at, at Augusta National, you just have all those roars that would go up of, you know, somebody did something somewhere, and then if you have the understanding of the pairings, you know who that would probably who that would probably be. Uh, you're not going to have any of that now. Um, yeah, yeah. So scoreboard watching and trying to figure out what's going on. There aren't a, a whole lot of big big leaderboards out there, and so that will be very different. Thank you. As a reminder, to media on the line for turn your video off if you're not asking a question. Next question will go to Bob Herrig. Bob. All right. Hey, Tiger. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Thank you. Um, just curious, your own game, this, any of the struggles that you've had so far in these three tournaments you've played, have you found you've just had difficulty bringing it to the course? Or have some of these issues been apparent in your practice? Uh, a little bit of both. You know, I think that uh, trying to get used to, you know, playing, competing again, uh, that's been <clears throat> one of the things that, uh, you know, has, I've been a little bit rusty in that regard, um, but also trying to, one of the reasons why I delayed it and, and not coming back and playing earlier is that we just didn't know that how the protocol is going to be and, and is, our, is our sport going to be safe enough to come out here or we're all going to get sick. And so that, and in my mind is, I'm just now 
I've played enough tournaments to try to get an understanding and feel for what's going on. Um, I'll, hopefully, I can get uh, get it going this week and get in my, get myself into the Tour Championship next week. A uh, lot of great memories there, and have to play well this week. Just one quick thing: um, What do you make of what Phil's doing this week on, on the Champions Tour? Playing unbelievable golf. That uh, he's he said he's been close to playing well. I mean, obviously, he played well at, at Memphis. Um, you know, I think that. He was already one of the longer hitters out here, and now he goes to where you know, he's going to pick up a, a huge advantage um, off the tee. But you have to take advantage of that opportunity, you know, off the tee. And, and <clears throat> uh, his wedge game's you know off the charts, as we all know. And, and you give him a wedge in there, he's going to put it put it inside of uh, you know 10, 15 feet, you know, each and every time. You hold those, you get momentum. And kept it keeps it going. Uh, there's no reason why he can't win. You know, every minute he plays out there, he's got such a big advantage over the rest of the field just with sheer length. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thanks. All right, we've got time for just two more questions. So next, we're going to go to Daniel Raff for Golf Digest. Dan. Yeah, Tiger. It seems like everyone else mm -hmm. kind of judges your career in terms of victories, but for you personally, how how important is it to make the Tour Championship every year? Well, to be you know part of the tour championship was being a part of the, the top 30 guys, and that they've been one of the most consistent players throughout the entire year. Uh, that has certainly evolved with the, the FedEx Cup, and uh, you get hot late and get yourself to the the, the, the tour championship. Uh, they've tried to adjust the system over the, over the you know number of years, and I think they've they've got it right, but it's. If you look at uh, the players from one to thirty, they're, they're the most consistent players throughout the entire year. Now, granted, some players have had you know more success towards late late part of the year, but the whole idea is, is in order to get to East Lake, you got to be consistent. And in order to win the Tour Championship and win the FedEx Cup, uh, it's about getting hot at the right time and you know, right at the very end, it's just like every other sport. And I, I know it's six years away, but mm -hmm. do you see a future in which you would play the, uh, the Champions Tour like Phil? <laughs> well, there's uh, there was a time when in which I didn't think I would play out here again. So uh, I'm just enjoying what I have here, and that's six years away, and that's a long, long time. So I've only been back for a few years. So um, look forward to just playing out here and being part of the guys out here. All right, for our final question, we're going to go to Teddy Greenstein, Chicago Tribune. Teddy. Good morning, Tiger. Hope you can see me and yep. hear me. Um, in 03, uh, the Open certainly got some criticism. I don't know if so much from players, but certainly from the media that the course didn't do all that great. Is there any sense that Olympia is a much stronger place uh, than it was uh, way back when? No, it did great. It held up great. There, there were a couple hot rounds. I think Jim and um, BJ both shot 63, but... <clears throat> You know, the, you, you get calm conditions, the right, the right setup, and you get the right guys. Now, of course, it's going to go low, but there are only a handful of guys that end up on a par anyway. So, um, it was a U.S. Open. Uh, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be tough. It just had you know one one day where a couple of players went nuts. Okay, so what? Uh, but over the course of the entire week, uh, the course panned out. It played hard. It played difficult, and the scores evened out. I think this year it's. The rough is up again. There's it's in six, seven inches in spots, 
and uh, it's gnarly. And if we happen to get the weather, we're supposed to get Friday night, and then if it gets wet, um, <laughs> uh, you could better hit the ball in the fairway. But the greens are right now are, are getting baked out. I mean, it's supposed to be, as you know, mid-90s in a couple of days. So uh, they're, they're hand-watering the greens, trying to keep them alive and uh, keeping it right on that, right on that edge, uh, right where it should be. Tiger Woods addressing the media from the BMW Championship, FrenchLick.com. Get a chance to log on there today and check out how beautiful this is. Multiple historic locales to stay. Those two hotels, we're staying in the West Baden when we go next month because it is that special a place. But they also have the luxury suites. They have something for everyone in every regard and whatever activity you want to engage in, uh, including the casinos that are there. They're two fantastic championship caliber golf courses. Uh, news came out yesterday that the senior LPGA is going back there again, the PGA Championship there uh, for 21. Uh, so I'm guessing we're going to be back there for that too, which will be really fun. Or you can go with us if you want to. It's fairwaysoflife.com slash Frenchlick or frenchlick.com for their website as well. And don't forget touredge.com. When you go on there, you can see their full line. This includes the EXS Pro. Uh, it was kind of cool watching Tim Petrovic yesterday battling down the stretch with um, Phil Mickelson, and he had the Tour Edge hat on. Really proud of what those guys have done because they're making great product for the best in the world, but they also make great product for the rest of the world too. You don't have to remortgage your house in order to afford it, and you're going to get all of the latest technology, You know, again, at a very good price, but with a lifetime warranty. A company wouldn't back themselves with a lifetime warranty unless they really trusted the product that they're making touredge.com so justin thomas still coming up jason day still coming up in the program this morning as we're waiting for play to get underway at the bmw championship more the fairways of life show after these words it's likely that the world's greatest links golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to ireland and with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cozy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people, who will make you feel that you haven't traveled from home, but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. 
Torridge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. TourEdge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Totally fired up for the start of the BMW Championship today. And running through this weekend, before we sign off today, I'll give you the air times as well. We're going to take the day off tomorrow as uh, Dom will be making his way up the coast for a family affair and just uh, chilling out and enjoying the golf. I'm really looking forward to it as well. I'm sure you guys are. As I mentioned, it will be getting underway in just a little while today. Rory McIlroy will be teeing off just before 1 p.m. this afternoon. Uh, I'm also looking forward to that kind of mini Ryder Cup we were talking about in the last segment on the 22nd with he and Tiger against uh, Rory McIlroy and Justin Rose. I think, in fairness, that whoever wins that, uh, the the Ryder Cup should be handed over or should be capped accordingly. Just, uh, just one guy's opinion in there. Joel Damon will be teeing off at 12.36. Uh, as well at the BMW Championship at that absolutely classic and iconic venue that is Olympia Fields. Now, Justin Thomas, speaking of, he addressed the media yesterday and talked about a lot of different things in terms of what he's feeling right now. Sure, he won the Wyndham Rewards. Can he go on and win the FedEx Cup and the Tour Championship and more? Maybe this week at the BMW Championship. Let's hear from Justin Thomas what his thoughts are about the same. Yeah, it's uh, it's an unbelievable test. I I only I've only played nine holes this week. I'm gonna go play nine uh, here in a little bit. But I played the col or we had a college event here um, my freshman year, so nine years ago. And um, I remember liking the course. I remember it being a very U.S. Open like course. And it's it's seems it's long. Uh, the fairways are narrow. The rough is long. But it's the firmest greens I feel like we played in a while. Obviously, you don't know what's gonna happen with the weather, but um, I feel like we've had a lot of soft greens, hence the low scores. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really well set up uh, course from what I've seen so far. All right, great. With that, we will go ahead and get into questions or reminders to the media on the phone. Please use the chat function to ask a question. Um, when you are not asking a question, please remain off video and on mute. For our first question, we to Doug Ferguson. Hi, Doug, go ahead. Sorry, Amanda. Yeah, I forgot my question now. You mentioned um, low scoring. 
we we're coming off Dustin at, at 30 under, which was uh, was a pretty good week for him. Uh, but it's been it's been low scoring and, and bunched up. Really, yeah. if you go back to Colonial, uh, mm -hmm. now that we've had some time, can you attribute that to anything beyond strictly course conditions? No, it's it's soft. It just it's soft greens. Uh, I mean, I you I think if you looked at uh, Memorial uh, the second week there at, or at Muirfield. Um, it was firm. The scores were high. It's, uh, I mean, I and again, I understand that courses either don't have sub air or you just it's not the proper climate or it's just the you don't have the ability to get your greens firm. But if you give us soft greens, we're going to shoot low. Uh, it doesn't matter how long it is. Doesn't matter how short it is. That's just what it is. And I think firm greens and long rough is the answer to um, is the answer to higher scores. Can only control one of them. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, uh, just for a second, Jake, mm -hmm. if, if we assume that uh, we're going to get rain uh, or it's going to be soft or whatever, what what do you see as the biggest challenge uh, of this golf course that would? It's just, I mean, it's it's tough. It's the greens are severe. It's, um, I mean, it's, again, it's pretty firm. And I hit a lot. I mean, the nine holes I played yesterday, I hit a pretty good amount of mid irons, and that's something I don't do very often. Uh, it's a it's a really really good tough finishing stretch. I mean, 15 even a par five is not an easy par five by any means. So it's just it's little things like that. But I mean, it's going to be pivotal to hit the hit the fairways um, to where you're able to control your ball coming into the green. But it seems like you know you're you're, you're just going to have to have those par saves and and really scramble well or leave the ball in the right place because you can you can kind of get it snowballing out here pretty quickly from what I've seen. Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right, next question. We'll go to Jason Sobel, Action Network. Jason, you want to turn your video on? I think it should be on, uh, if you can hear me. Yeah. Uh, JT, speaking with the topic of the golf course this week, it's, for those of us who haven't seen it in a while, is there a comparative golf course that you guys have played recently that uh, Olympia Fields reminds you of? Uh, recently, no. I mean, we've played, we've played a lot of short and um, soft golf courses, and this is far from short and soft. So, it, I mean, the the only thing I could remotely compare it to would be um, would be Muirfield, just because of how the greens got a little firmer. But I mean, in terms of golf courses, they're not very similar in that aspect. I think uh, Muirfield is quite a bit bigger fairways and more dog legs whereas this place is you know relatively straight has it definitely has some dog legs but it's not anything crazy uh one way or the other it's got some deep bunkers which is also similar to Muirfield but um now for the most part I think I mean there's a reason this place held a U.S. Open it's uh it's kind of been a league of its own in my opinion well if, if we've said recently to like the last couple of years is there anywhere there there's been a major championship or anything else that um, that might be a, uh, a comparative type of place? Um, uh, I mean, I, I didn't play, but it, I guess you could a little bit of a Beth Page-like. I mean, it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's right in front of you. There's nothing about it that's tricked up. It's just it's a, it's a difficult golf course that you have to go out and execute well. Uh, so in that, that aspect, it, it reminds me of a place like that to where you know, visually, it, it does look a little difficult, and it is difficult when you're playing it. But if you're able to hit the fairways, 
um, you know, if you're playing well, have control of your golf ball, you can make some birdies and, and you know, still shoot a good round of however many under par that is. But, uh, you know, you're not going to be seeing any 59s and 60s on the same day here. <laughs> Justin Thomas ready to take it to the golf course today. We'll see how all of that preparation and mental posturing serves him over the next few days and heading into the Tour Championship. Some great golf lies in store. Maybe the greatest golf of your life lies in store in Ireland. Just log on to Ireland.com and check out everything that this beautiful country has to offer, including the best links golf courses in the world. Ireland.com. And make sure when you play that you're playing with a golf ball that's fit for your game. It's not hard to do. You can find out all the details of the same just by logging on to BridgestoneGolf.com and getting V-Fit and finding out which Tour B golf ball is perfect for your game. Now, Jason Day also addressed the media, showing some real signs of coming back into form. Let's find out what his mindset is heading into today's BMW Championship. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely need to, uh, I think, finish inside the top four, I guess, uh, to advance. So I've got to play uh, kind of lights out here. Uh, I know that you know, last week was a bit of a poor, poor performance, you know, going into that uh, that event. But I just, I was kind of disappointed because it just was a little bit sloppy from uh, communication level to, um, you know, the actual hitting and then chipping and putting. So overall, last week was just, an, just a very, very sloppy week. And then uh, hopefully change that this week and get myself into contention on Sunday. What are your first impressions of the golf course offering a test this week in the penultimate FedEx Cup playoff event. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, a lot of people are saying that it's long. I don't re- I don't think it's that long um, just because of how much it's run- the ball's running out c- currently. Um, the greens are really firm. So uh, you can make it as short or as, or as long as you want, depending on what you hit off the, the tee. But it's it's going to be interesting to see what the guys do on certain holes and what the, where, where the wind comes from because I know that's going to go southwest to northwest. And I haven't played into a, into a northwest wind yet, and I think that might may be the tougher win. But with that being said, you know, you got the, coming into the coming into the green is is very important. If you miss it in the wrong spots, you're absolutely dead. The greens are starting to get really firm, they're starting to get really fast, and there's a lot of pitch to these greens. So you got to miss it in the in the correct spots. All right, great. We're going to open up to questions for media on the line. As a reminder, please use the chat function to ask your questions. Uh, Please remain on mute when you're not asking a question and only turn on your video when it's time to ask a question. So we will get started with Steve DiMaglio. Steve? Hello, Jason. Um, Tuesday, you talked with the Aussie uh, press, um, and now I'm hoping you can uh, talk to us about uh, that relationship you have with Tiger. In specific, when you talk to him and seek advice on your back, what does he talk to you about? And when you seek advice on how to deal with your swing during back issues, right? What do you hear? Well, it's Steve. It's more about the the process of changing my swing to alleviate the back pain. Um, I know that you know his his back is far worse off than what mine is. Um, I I can still I don't, I've never had you know a major procedures on my back. Um, like he has, so I'm I'm in a better situation there. So currently, right now, I talk to him about certain positions in the golf swing uh, to kind of help me in regards to um, making sure that my swing doesn't hurt it along even further than what it is right now. And I've been trying to work on uh, some of the things that you know we, me and myself and, and Tiger have talked about 
um, things like getting deeper in the right hip, being able to feel that the right hip, I mean, it's weird to say, but like on the downswing, you know, getting that right, um, you know, butt cheek back so that I can actually turn easier on my left side because currently what's really kind of hurting me is I early extend in the golf swing or on down through impact and that's putting a lot of pressure on my back so um, there's a few things that I've talked to him about especially with in regards to you know length of swing and and all that stuff so you know obviously I'm I talk to him because I, I value his opinion in regards to the to the golf swing because I think you know, on the outside, it doesn't look like he doesn't say a lot about the golf swing, but he's very, very, uh, I think, bright in regards to uh, the technique or the technical aspects of the golf swing. And then, obviously, I, I talked to my trainer about uh, what I need to do as well. So it's been an interesting, um, you know, kind of situation uh, going back and forth with him over the swing because I, you know, I, I completely under. You know how sometimes Tiger will talk in circles and you don't understand what he's talking about. When it comes to the golf swing, I completely understand him. So it's just it's been um, actually quite refreshing that way. Jason Day getting ready for the start of the BMW Championship as we are. Here are the air times of how and when and where you can see and hear it all. Starting at 10:10 a.m. These are Eastern times. I should tell you 10 10 a.m this morning pga tour live goes on the air uh, air in rabbit ears and the digital stream that they are on distributed by nbc sports gold same time tomorrow 10 10 a.m on saturday it starts at 8 15 a.m sunday at 9 15 a.m we have the coverage for you today on golf channel our coverage starts today at 3 p.m tomorrow at 3 p.m and over the weekend it's still all us, so to speak. It's just split between Golf Channel starting at 12 and NBC starting at 3. On Sunday, it's just a little bit different. 1 p.m. on Sunday on Golf Channel and 3 p.m. then same on NBC. Radio coverage will start at 1 p.m. Eastern Time today, tomorrow, and Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. That radio coverage is PGA Tour Radio, which can be heard on the PGA Tour app on PGATour.com, both of those places for free all over the world, or if you subscribe to the satellite service in North America, Sirius XM. So you guys are fully ready to go. So are we. Just looking forward to playing a little golf myself and then chilling out later on this afternoon and all day tomorrow, watching the golf and taking it in just like you guys. We'll be back with you again on Monday to review everything that took place in this important tournament because it all leads to the tour championship next week. Have a great one, folks. Bye for now. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit footjoy.com slash shoe finder today. 
I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products, so I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. 